It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. podcast. My name is C.T. McManus, and usually I would say for the next two hours it was my job to get your mind off the world out there and get it refocused in on some rock and roll. However, this evening is a very special memorial podcast for a friend, family member, brother. This is for Pete Lacatera, man, a member of Lady Diesel, Cyanide Saints. Uh, Just a good friend, a good brother, and Unfortunately, someone we lost in 2020. Tonight, we're opening up the phone lines to you guys to spread your love, to talk about your memories, and to remember Pete as any, as, just as best as we could, guys. If you need to call in, if you have something you want to say that you remember Pete by, the phone number is 914-338-1885. Once again, that number is 914-338-1885. At the end of the show, we're going to play a unreleased Cyanide Saints song that not many people have heard. And uh, guys, it, it's just 
we're, we're going to listen to some Cyanide Saints, guys. We're going to listen to some Lady Diesel. We're going to listen to, you know, just just a little bit of everything that he was involved in, Supersonic Plastic Sky. Uh, we're, we're just going to listen to a lot of stuff, man. And uh, just want to say my condolences. A lot of a lot of you guys, I wanted to preface this by saying a lot of you guys knew Pete a lot better than I did. I knew him in the musical circles only for about the past three years, but I couldn't help but see how much people were hurting over this loss of a good friend and a good brother. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to go ahead and listen to a little bit of Black Moon Lullaby. Then we're going to bring on a really good friend, former band member, and uh, just a good around brother of Pete's. But uh, here is a little bit Black Moon Lullaby.
Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Joe, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. We are paying our direct homage and uh, respect to Pete Lacatera, his fans, his family, his friends. Uh, wanted to say a big shout out and a thank you to Albert Lapora, who did a lot with providing us for the music for this episode. And coming on now, I want to introduce you guys to a friend, band member, and a lifelong brother of Pete's, man. It is my extreme pleasure to introduce to you... Aaron Barbarics. Aaron, you with us, brother? Hey, CT. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thank you so much for being here with Good. us this evening, man. It's just, this one hurt, man. This one was just a very, I mean, there were a lot of us that did not know what was going on. I mean, some of you guys that were a little bit closer to Pete kind of had an idea, but there were so many of us that just kind of broadsided, and Pete was such a great guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, and thanks for having me on to help remember Pete. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, his and his wife Bonnie's uh, preference that they keep the matter private. Um, you know, so uh, there were people that knew all along, obviously, but really, like the the world at large had no idea. So, and it was very shocking to a lot of people, and and even those of us that knew. What was happening didn't make it any easier when the, when it finally came to pass. I mean, I, I gotta I gotta honestly say I was talking through uh, Messenger with Pete in October as we were heading into our Halloween episode, and we were talking about uh, Lady Diesel's song "Monster." And still at that time, I had no clue. Pete seemed like he was with it as far as like you said, it totally understandable that the family wanted to keep that private, but. You know, I look back on it and I feel kind of bad because I was bothering the guy, but that's just the kind of guy Pete was, man. You, you, nothing seemed to phase Pete when he was around. Sure, yeah, he was always super upbeat. Um, anyone that met him has known that. Um, you know, always had a was ready to laugh and always had a quick wit and he had a great sense of humor um, and just got along with everybody, like absolutely everybody. So. Uh, yeah, like, now, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure anyone that met him was like, oh, this guy's awesome. He's so cool, you know. <laughs> now, you guys were with uh, – you, you guys were together in side night scenes, but how long did you – how far did you guys go back? Um, I probably uh, first met Pete sometime probably like eight or nine years ago. Um, so, you know, I've been known him my whole life. Um, right. But uh, we met through, you know, the rock and roll scene. And, um, you know, I, I was hanging out and, uh, I was catching Cyanide Saints playing, um, you know, out, you know, at different places all around. Um, and they were playing with a couple other bands on the regular for a while there. So I was seeing a bunch of them at the same time and just kind of got to know them through being out and, um, after a while, you know, we just kind of hit it off me and Pete. Uh, they're just kind of like a couple peas in a pod in a way. Um, just had a yeah. lot of similar interests. Um, maybe enough similar personality things to like kind of just sort of develop this this bond, you know. So. Um, and it was you know, funny. Both this guitar pitch... players. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, just yeah. You know, both guitar players. We both like a lot of the same music. Um, we had a lot of similar interests outside of all that, and. Um, yeah, it just it just became one of those things. We spent a lot of time together and talked a lot. He was a you know he's a good listener, a confidant, and uh, you know just someone who who was really a good friend in all all the different ways that you would hope a friend would be. Uh, you know, it's funny. This past week, I had uh, various family members of his reach out to me on uh, Facebook and different things and uh, that didn't really, that said that they really didn't know so much about him musically. And I, I feel like that's the only way I kind of knew him, but were you the kind of, were, were you the person that was instrumental? He was in a band with your wife. I mean, were you kind of the one that tied that together or did that happen elsewhere? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm in, well, I'm in that band too. So what happened oh, I didn't, is, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so what we're that's well, I'll, I'll back up a step. I'll, I'll give you a, a really short history of of my musical uh, time with Pete. So, um, we had already become 
good friends and um they were uh cyanide saints was working on their third album which is like the self-titled one and um they had pretty much recorded the whole thing uh but they were in need of a, a new guitar player at the time all the guitar on that album is played by pete and by greg tripp um but something something happened things didn't work work out with greg so after the recording of it they parted and then pete invited me to play in the band which was uh something i was very excited to do because i had been going to see the band and i loved them so uh yeah learned all that material and gigged with them for a couple years until um it was time to just put it to bed i think pete had gotten tired of being the uh like the guy leading the band sort of thing. Um, he was sort of sick of, I think of being the guy who was arranging for the gigs and organizing everything and keeping everybody in line. So I think he was ready to just give out a rest and be a guitar player in a band without having to be in charge. Right. So, uh, hey. go ahead, then, bro. you know, yeah, he, uh, you know, and then he got involved in, uh, Lady Diesel with Phil and company and um, and then Farrah, my wife and I, we started Sunset Strip, which is a hair metal tribute band or cover band and uh, we invited Pete to join that so that was like a little while after uh, Sign at Saints, maybe a year or so and then um, and then he also joined another cover band, EGB uh, yes. Erica Gagliardi band so he was busy, he was playing with a lot of people and, um, you know, and, and it was really cool because so many different styles and flavors, and he was so good at all of them. Man, I, I got to say, I came to know Pete, uh, a big person that was instrumental on me getting Rock and Roll Union started, getting my podcast going, was Damian Monte Carlo. Uh, him being with Mach 22, and then I found out that he was with Lady Diesel, so I showed up to see Lady Diesel, and I, I came to know Pete real well through Lady Diesel, just musically, and yeah, dude, he he was just a very approachable guy, man, very cool musically, um, you, you could see just how how much he enjoyed doing what he did musically, and you, you know, I hear stories of how he was... I didn't know him so much personally as I knew him musically. Uh, Lady Diesel only did one event for the Rock and Roll Union, but it was a great acoustical event, middle of an ice storm. <laughs> but it was yeah. – Pete, Pete was a gentleman, man. And I, I just – he always went out of his way to say hello, always went out of his way to really make you feel like you were welcome. Like, it's just – now, were there any stories, uh, any, you know, his humor, as far as I'm, as far as I come to understand from anybody that was kind of close to him was his humor was like one of a kind, man. He was a funny guy. Did you have any of that interaction with, with Pete? And like, are there any of those kind of stories that you can kind of reflect upon? Um, well, yeah, he was definitely, he was a very funny dude. And, uh, and, and it was coupled with this, uh, ease of, 
of manner about himself. And, and he was also always like, he was always quick to laugh too. So, um, you know, whether it was, he was laughing at something that someone else said that he thought was amusing, or he was just laughing at himself over what he had just <laughs> said or the story he had just told. And, and the thing was, his laugh was so memorable. Um, and I, I think a lot of people, think of that when they think of him they hear him laugh and it's and that's really like a very memorable feature of Pete um it'll it'll always be there yeah it's always me stuck in my head uh <laughs> as far as like a real specific story um man I'm, I'm of course I'm going to come up dry right now um <laughs> while I'm trying to think of something um I don't know something will probably come come up you know as we're going here but um but yeah, I mean, it was always his wit was always on. So, so the the question that I have for you, Aaron, and you know, it's something that you know I, I spoke with some of the guys from Lady Diesel about, and I'm speaking with you guys about. I mean, as far as furthering uh, either Sunset Strip or Lady Diesel, seemed to tell me that they were just about done without Pete. Is that something that Sunset Strip's kind of looking at now, or you guys... I, I I can't imagine what that's got to feel like to try and even get past that. Yeah, that was, uh, that's a, that was a tough one. Um, we played our last gig with Pete in, uh, in December of 2019. Um, and the band had only been around for, well, actually about a year. Um, before that point, we had been rehearsing and learning songs, and we played that last gig at Sam's Bar. And the, the weird thing was, like, he was, you know, he was already sick then. That was, like I said, over a year ago. Wow. And uh, at that gig in particular, he, um, you know, he had already been on some treatment, um, and he was not feeling good that that day, that night. And he, you know, he just barely made it in time to start the first set. Um, we played three sets and, uh, you know, you knew, so if, if you were really paying attention and you didn't know Pete, you might've started to wonder if something was up because, you know, he would play a set and then he would just kind of go hang with his wife. And, you know, normally he, you'd see him laughing around with like a glass of whiskey in hand, um, you know, talking and chatting up whoever, but uh, that night he wasn't because he, he was having he was actually struggling to get through it. And uh, we played that gig, and then I, I think he played a probably a Lady Diesel gig or two, and then a EGB gig or two, including probably Rock for Food. And um, and then that was it. And then, you know, and then COVID hit, and nobody was playing for a while, so. Um, so we rehearsed a few more times after that, but yeah, we got to about February probably. And that was the last we played with them. And, uh, we had a lot of talk after that. And, uh, Sunset Strip, I think is going to continue on. Um, you know, I, I play guitar and at some point we were probably going to look for a, uh, another guitar player to continue on. I, gotcha. I could understand the difference, like with a band like Lady Diesel, where it's original and he was very instrumental in the, um, you know, sound. Right. Uh, you know, that would be a totally different thing. But it would be if we, if we were talking about an original band that he and I were working on, it would probably be, well, that's that. You know, we're right, not going to keep right. going. 
And I, but now, was there any was there any songs that he he preferred more than any others as far as the '80s standpoint is concerned? Was there any song that when you guys play, you're going to go, you know what, this was Pete's song? Um. Well, let me think. I, you know, he really enjoyed. I, I don't know if it was really like his favorite or anything, but like there were certain songs when we played him, we could tell he was really having a good time with it. Um, he really enjoyed doing Brat when we would play. Um, Hell yeah! Round and round. Uh, there was an LA Gun song we would do that he really liked playing. Um, it's called Never Enough. Um, I mean, we had a great time in that band, and he, you know. It, we were just having a fun all the time anyway, but uh, those in particular were always like ones where he was really bobbing his head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was just, I remember certain aspects from him playing with Lady Diesel. I just came across a video that I had taken. It's on the, uh, if any of you guys listening want to check it out, it's on the Rock and Roll Union uh if you go under the photos, you'll find the video, but it was him playing with Lady Diesel. They were doing Run, Run, Rudolph, and he had, like, antlers on his head. and He, he was just fun like that, man. And I, I – this had to be a yeah, rough that, season that a... for everybody, man. But it was just – you know, certain things like that you kind of smile and reflect back on. Yeah, he was uh, – it was a tradition of his, um, definitely with, with Cyanide Saints. Um, and then I, uh, I'm sure he was continuing that with Lady Diesel too. Was um, you know it would always do a Christmas song every year. So um, there was one he was working on la- uh, for 2019 that was not completed. That um, Chip Michael from Cyanide Saints had the tracks to. And uh, if you if you saw on Facebook, he recently posted a finished version of that with um, a whole bunch of different singers on it. Um, that he's played with and, you know, friends of his and stuff. So that was really cool. Man. Yeah. We have a, we have a song that, uh, that Albert Lapore sent over um, a song. We're going to be playing at the end of the show called hearts and scars that he said that wasn't really released from cyanide saints. And during the Christmas season, I was playing, you know, they uh, Cyanide Saints did uh, Father Christmas and trying to yeah. think what the other one. Um, I was playing that, and then he, he did a song with Phil Michaels. want to say a big shout-out and thank you to Phil Michaels as well. Um, he did a song called Oh No, It's Christmas, and it actually had Pete's voice in it. And you, you could tell that Christmas was a fun time for, for Pete. He always uh wanted to make sure that there was a Christmassy tune to play, you know, at gigs or just to put out, you know, online or whatever. Man, so I you mean should, you should play you should play uh maybe play a Cyanide Saints song or something now. You know what? I was just thinking about that, brother. I was just pulling it up and uh we're gonna to listen to a song. I don't know how long I can hold you. I know you said you had a lot of things going on, but uh we're we're gonna to listen to a song. Hopefully you can hang out and we'll talk more after this song. It's called Dream and Color by Cyanide Saints. Do you remember that one? Absolutely. One of my very favorite ones off of that self-titled Cyanide Saints album. Really good song. So, one of my uh, favorites to play and favorites on the album. 
Guys, this is called Dream in Color. This is Cyanide Saints.
ACT. Hello? ACT, I don't know if I'm on there, man, but uh, I don't hear anything. Anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for playing that song. One of my all-time favorites. Um, and uh, before I get off, or since I got to hop off here, if you could uh, maybe play off of that album, Pull Me Under. That's another really, uh, really favorite track of mine um, that I really enjoyed playing with those guys. Um, you know, that would be, I think that would be a sweet one to share.
I'm working with a new headset here, and I think I hit mute on my side. I believe the lovely day is with me. Can you hear me now? Still nothing. Yes. Uh, really, I can you yes. hear me? Yes. Awesome. 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 So I, I know you've had your interactions with Pete as we've been to live events with Lady Diesel and whatnot. What are your last memories on Pete? Are you asking me or somebody else? I'm asking you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm thinking. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine, man. I, I and I'm also asking anyone that's listening in to call nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. We're here discussing the life of. Pete musically, and there, there's so many people that that didn't seem 
didn't know that side of him family wise and friend wise. So we're here for that side. But uh I, I just know that Pete was a great guy on that side, man. I think the last time I remember seeing Pete was when he was at Hot Shot. Yeah. You went to which what I thought was the Lady Diesel Rat Rod show. The first time you got away from the baby for a little while. Right. So. And he was always a blast to be around. He was always full of life. Always had a smile on his face. He he really did. It it doesn't sound like the baby has a smile on his right now. I think the cat may have scratched him. Oh, no. But. I mean, it's just, it's a rough time to think about, and, uh, man, we're we're, going to keep playing stuff, man. We're going to go ahead and listen to some some supersonic plastic sky, and, uh, man, it's just, want to thank all you guys listening in right now. I apologize greatly. Working with new equipment is always a challenge, but we're going to go ahead and listen to Without a Trace by Supersonic Plastic Sky.
that was supersonic plastic sky with love or a bullet man just remembering pete on this evening man remembering what an impact he made to the local scene we had the lovely d with us hopefully she can hear us now you with us yes i can still hear you okay great i mean i was having a problem with the new equipment and want to just really uh, apologize if there were spots where you guys didn't hear me but uh, a big shout out guys to Jeff Lepore who was in Cyanide Saints with um, Aaron and the rest of the guys man big shout out to Lady Diesel big shout out to Supersonic Plastic Sky guys Pete was such a good person in the local scene just want to say a big shout out and thank you to him and his family. Any thoughts, lovely day? No, I'm just uh, just thinking about the times that you know it seemed like for the longest time Lady Diesel and Rat Rod, you know, ran together. You hardly saw one without the other. So just you know, knowing that. That Pete's not there anymore. It's like, what are they? Are you still going to see that? It's not going to be the case, you know? You know, uh, Lady Diesel went out and said that there is no Lady Diesel. So we'll see. But we're going to keep pushing forward. Here is Cyanide Saints with the Joker and the Queen.
This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. This is C.T. McManus, man. Really excited about what the year 2021 has in store for the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. Next week... We are going to be joined by my special guest co-host, my brother-in-arms, Rock Doc, David Rosenfeld. Man, he's going to be on board. We're going to be talking with the original lead vocalist for L.A. Guns, Mr. Paul Mars Black. We're going to be joined by Rat Rod, and we're also going to be joined by Aaron and Sebastian, my brothers from another mother, and the guitar player and bassist of Tantric. Guys, really, really excited. This is going to be a great 
year for the Rock and Roll Union podcast. Guys, I am so excited and so stoked for what the year 2021 has involved. Uh, if you guys did not hear uh, our our posting on who's coming up on the podcast, we have Avalanche and Crawling Manifest coming in on January 16th. January 23rd, we got scores like these. January 30th, we got Castle Bravo, guys. We have, guys, I I am so stoked. We got the Kicks guitarist calling in, coming, guys. We are uh, really, really excited. Really just so stoked to bring you everything Rock and Roll Union above. Man, and, and I'm telling you, it's just going to be one of them years, man. Really, really excited to see where it goes, seeing where it takes us. We have so many big names coming up, so many big events forthcoming, guys. Um, Really looking forward through the scheduling of everything that is coming up, guys. And, uh, guys, if you want to call in right now, we are discussing... Pete Lacatera, man, from Lady Diesel, Cyanide Saints, so many great bands, guys, and uh, he was a great friend, man, he just was a really good guy, and remember, if you want to hear anything Rock and Roll Union involved, you can go ahead and listen to the Rock and Roll Union playlist on Spotify for 2020, and, uh, like I was saying earlier, the Kicks guitarist Brian Forsyth will be with us January 23rd. We are really, really excited, really moving forward with 2021. And uh, guys, you have a little bit more time to call in if you have anything you want to say about Pete. Uh, 914-338-1885. We are still here, and we're going to go ahead and listen to Wicked Smile.
All right, guys. If you have any memories you want to share, Pete, man, the phone number here is 914-338-1885. We remember the life and time of Pete Lacaterra, man. What a great friend, brother, musician, guys. He is someone that will surely be missed in this yeah, in this time period, guys. Really, really missing him. And, uh, you know, it, it's just... It's sad to think, man, all the things that could have been done this past year, all the the live events we missed, in normal times, this would have been taken care of a little bit differently. We would have had a musical event. We would have had people gathered in time for Pete, but uh, it just was not meant to happen, guys, and, uh, you know... I know he's up there looking down on us, wishing us all the best, and uh, still rocking out, man. He was a great friend, great brother. And, um, you know, if you guys missed it over Christmas time, we played Oh No, It's Christmas, which has a little bit of um, Pete's voice in there. So if you're a family member, if you're a friend, if you're anybody listening in right now, if you want to give a call in, it's 914-338-1885. If you just want a little more remembrance on Pete, here it is. This is Oh No, It's Christmas for the last time this holiday season.
somebody with a big plowing hat. Trump of my own comedy. <laughs> hey, man, if we can't have fun doing what we're doing, then what's the point, really? Exactly. I'm talking to myself and making it work. That scares me, Pete. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Rock and Roll Union Podcast, guys. We have with us the lead guitarist of Rat Rod and a longtime runner with Pete. Here is Mark McCarty. Mark, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Hey, by the way, I've also got LJ with me, too. Yo, what's up, guys? LJ, brother, thank you so much for being with us tonight. We also have... Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Dan's with us tonight. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Hey, Dan, what's going on? Oh, not much. How y'all doing? Good. Yeah, I'm bored, but good. Yeah, good, 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 good. So we're reflecting a little bit on Pete, and had it not been for Pete and Lady Diesel, I would have never met you guys, and you guys ran, I I, got to be honest, my first year with Rock and Roll Union, you guys ran so close side-by-side with Lady Diesel that I thought Lady Diesel and Rat Rod were one and the same. Like, you guys were really close with them at one point. Yeah, it was uh, was like the Came to town every time uh, both bands played. We just played so much and just uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool little family. And then you get yeah. also the Babylon Shake Boys down in uh, Virginia. Yeah, the new, the new old Babylon yes. Shake Boys. Right, right. <laughs> no more Blouse Brothers. We now have the Babylon Shakes back with us. 
Yeah, they're still the same good dudes, though, either way. You can call them what you want. They're still the same That's cool right. Dudes. That's right. Again, it goes back to our uh, our philosophy of one big happy family. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If we can't support each other, we're not supporting anybody. Yeah. It's, and, uh, you know, it's, there it's, were it's really sh- there were so many there. times, you know, I remember watching the bands. I remember watching Lady Diesel and Rat Rod together with Babylon Shakes, and you guys would all join each other on stage for either Highway to Hell or Honky Tonk Women, or you, you always seem to end the night with one big song. And yeah. how was that family? Like, how did that feel to you guys? Like, from somebody seeing it on the outskirts, it was really, really cool seeing that. But how was it for everybody involved? It was just cool. It was just um, a fun experience to, to be able to share the stage with them boys. They're, they're uh, a lot of fun. They're great players. It, it, it's kind of funny. It started out um, – I had gotten a call from Phil like two years ago saying, dude, I want you to play with us. And it was – the night before I was leaving for Mardi Gras. And I'm like, I can't do it, dude. I can't do it. And at the time, I was in a band with with Damien. And uh, he's like, we, he was playing New York with Mach 22. And he's like, you should do it. You should do it. So I was like, yeah, what the hell? So it wound up, we got to meet, we got to meet Babylon that night. And it was like, it was like partners in crime. Like, we all got along like nobody's business. Yep, like long lost brothers that we never knew we had. It was, uh, it was one of our best shows up up to that point too. It was really a great night. Besides, uh, hey, you know, we all got along well too. I gotta say honestly, as as close as we are, as close as Rock and Roll Union is with Rat Rod, and Rat Rod is very close with us, is. The first night we met each other was because of Lady Diesel. I had come out to support Damien because of Mach mm-hmm. 22, and we just all kind of fell in line together. And Pete was Pete was kind of a, a almost a glue to everything that was in there. I mean, Pete was mm-hmm. how how would you guys describe Pete to like people listening in or anybody that didn't really know Pete per se? Pete was just always a uh, a smiling face. Always had a quip that was just would make you laugh. Um, just, a, just a cool dude, and uh, quite a quite a player as well. And uh, he, uh, I always would tease him. I'd walk up to him and say, "That man, that guitar is way too nice for me. I'm glad you've got it." Anybody seen us play? No, I play piece of shit. But uh, he's always got. I always had to play nice like Pauls and stuff. So. Um, yeah, he's just a great dude. Okay. Yeah, I go, I go back, I go back. I used to, I used to hang out with <clears throat> the guys in uh, Electric Boa back in the day, and the the Hammerdown guys and the Cyanide uh, Saints. So I've known Pete from back then, where we would we would wind up back at Joe Fortino's house, you know, after some show or for for a barbecue on a Saturday night where we'd be all hanging out and I've never laughed so hard at with Pete's dry humor. Like <laughs> you never know if he's joking or if he's dead serious. And you know, God, you know, it's 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 
gonna be weird not seeing him around. You know what I mean? Hell yep. yeah, man! Like, I, I don't know how much you guys knew. Um, I had Aaron was on earlier with us, and uh, we spoke a little bit with Aaron, and it was just. To us on the outskirts, we didn't know a whole lot about what was going on with Pete until after everything was over. And it it was a shock to the system, but it it was just Pete was that kind of guy that he didn't let you know anything. He didn't like, he didn't want to be a bother on anybody. He didn't want to like put any extra drama into anything. So I, I don't know how much you guys knew, but. Like the rest of absolutely us, nothing, completely floored. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Know, it's, fun. it's funny. I um, I was I was going back and forth with Damien about a, about three weeks ago about something, and I asked what they were doing, and because um, we haven't even we were kind of sitting back going, man, I haven't heard anything about Lady Diesel. Like at least right. everybody else's. Kind of, I'm like, I haven't heard anything, so. Um, somebody offered a gig if if you know if we knew anybody that wanted it. So I hit I hit Damien up and he's like, oh no man, we're just we're just waiting out the COVID and we're not doing anything. And so when I I was literally I woke up I think it was a Sunday night and I actually seen your post CT and I was like what? And I, I like I I was like I was floored I was totally floored. Like, I had no idea. You know, it yeah. was one of those things when I saw it, like, I, I, the first person I, I messaged was Aaron, and he was on earlier, because he knew Pete a little bit, he, everybody, you know, I say everybody knew Pete a lot better than I did, I knew him musically, I didn't know him personally, and... Yeah. I had to message him and ask him, yo, what's going on? Like, I don't want to say a whole lot, but I can't, like, believe that. Like, it came as a broadside hit, man. It was like nobody that was outside of that circle knew what was going on. And Well, well you ahead. know, oh, we, okay. um, you, you know, like, the last, the last interaction we had with him is we did that, that video with the three of us, the yeah. three bands, yeah, yeah, yeah. back in in March, April, whatever it was, when this all first started, and you know, I guess either nothing was going on back then, or you know, he just wasn't telling anybody. But you know, he he was rushing to get the stuff done because we wanted to get it out, and uh, so you know, we all did our videos, but that was about it. You know, that's the last time I really had any any dealings with. But Pete, yeah, yeah. I remember when that uh, when it all went down. When well, obviously when he passed and everything, I, I kind of reflected back on that video and I, and I realized that damn, that was the last time we all jammed together. It wasn't even real. I mean, it was real, yeah. but it wasn't the same room. Right. And I posted something like it. Little did we know that was the last time we'd ever jammed together. It was a, it was a, a moment when I realized that. And, and you know, I I wanted to say a big. Thank you to uh, Phil Michaels. I reached out to him tonight to be part of the show, and he he's kind of a little beside himself, understandably so, and mm-hmm. his family as well, and everybody that was closely related to Pete. And 
it was just something that hit us all as a shock. And unfortunately, it was just another one of those things that 2020 hit us with. Yep. First of all, you know, for me, you know, love and good vibes and prayers go out to all the guys in, in Lady Diesel. That's right. Um, anybody that's ever played with him, all his other bands, I know he was in about 27, kind of like Damien, <laughs> um, and to Bonnie, you know, Hell yeah. God, I, I can't imagine, you know, what, what she's going through. Um, I haven't ran into her or, or gotten a chance to, you know, talk to her in person, but, you know, my heart goes out to her. I, I couldn't even imagine that happening, you know. Yeah. You know, I had sent her a Facebook message, and I don't know if she has Facebook Messenger or what. I didn't know her too much aside from Pete, but I did send her a message sending her love and respect and prayers for Pete and for her and for the family. And, yeah, I'm with you, LJ. I couldn't imagine. I mean, such a rough time of year. Any time of year is rough, but, I mean. Yeah. We're on the holiday. Hey, Amplified already sad situation. Things so much worse. Yeah, but you know, it someday. was something that was. You know, I, I just I said that I was doing this podcast because under normal circumstances, you guys know this firsthand. We would have done something musically for Pete mm-hmm. as a celebration well, we, of life is get some bands together, get some, and I know you guys would have been the first ones to sign on and it's just well, we're, we're going to do something uh, we're going to do something for sure once everything goes out we, we can't let this just go by right hell now. yeah as, at, at least hopefully our three bands could, could do something you know just for the fact that as much time as people spent together, you know. Yep. But and I'll go out on a long, on a short leash and say, had it not been for Lady Diesel, Rat Rod, Babylon Shakes, Rock and Roll Union wouldn't have been what it is. And you know, much love to the three bands to put all the time together. But it's just something. It's a rough moment right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's definitely a dark day around here. Yeah. We've lost a couple. We've lost a couple of uh, really good musicians from our area in the last couple of months. You know, I, I every time I get up in the morning, I hate to t- look on my phone. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yep. So it's it's, it's uh, hard to open up the uh, the Facebook feed <laughs> after a while. Just don't want to go there. Man, it's just, it's unreal to think about, man. And, you know, with everything going on, we're kind of hoping with uh, you guys have, you know, I it's a rough time to plug it, but I'm going to plug it nonetheless. Is you guys have a gig coming up shortly in Bar 13, and I wanted to let people know mm-hmm. that you guys do have a show coming up. Um uh, Within two weeks' time, Bar 13, what is the date of that again, guys? January 16th. Um, it is actually an early show. Um, 6 p.m. is when the start time is. Um, with us and with 86 Bull and with uh, Whiskey Grin. 
I feel a little weird talking about this on, on a night. <laughs> That's not what yeah, I, I understand that, and you know, it's it, the last time I saw Pete was at Bar Thirteen. He the only gig they did for Rock and Roll Union that Lady Lady Diesel did for Rock and Roll Union was back in 2019 at Bar Thirteen, but it, it's just I've. Because of that, I feel like Pete's forever there in my mind. Mm-hmm. But that that's like, I, I remember so many times discussing this with you guys, with other people, that the earlier gigs need to be where we're at. Maybe the whole situation of COVID kind of happened for a reason. But, you know, it, it's we are missing Pete with all our heart and just wanted to send much love out to his family. Wanted to thank you guys for being on board with us this evening. Oh, absolutely. Anytime, man. Anytime. I, I, I've dialed in at 6 p.m. had I been able to. <laughs> but it's just, uh, I other obligations, so I had to uh, take care of them first. But I'm, 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 want, I'm glad to be here. Want to be here. And so uh, I'm sure LJ is the same way. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, it's so, kind of funny because, like, I, I can't think of Lady Diesel without Rat Rod. Just because of how closely you guys ran, like. I'm not sure how they feel about that. But I <laughs> you know, I remember saying that, you know, when we first started hanging together and getting to know each other a lot better was. I, I could never decipher between the two when you all first started because it seemed like every single show you guys were together. We had like you run. guys played everywhere together. Yeah, it was cool. A lot of fun. They they really gave us a leg up because we were just uh, just busting out at that moment, and uh, you know they they gave us the nod, and we we went up the plate and took a swing at it, and uh, it, it'll never be forgotten. Yep, we we I'll be ever for yeah, I'll be ever for yeah. I'll always be grateful to Phil and them guys for uh and especially Damien for talking me into saying yes and getting that first gig cuz it's been a hell of a a hell of a time and met some really good friends and you know got got brothers, you know. It's just more brothers. Well, guys, exactly. it sounds like we have somebody on the line. It might be some somebody wanting to talk to to you guys. Somebody wanting to remember Pete. Thanks for calling the Rock and Roll Union podcast. Who do we have with us tonight? You've got Mike Smith from Rat Rod, and I hear ah, my my fellow Mike man. You got my brother, Little John, there. <laughs> you got, you got and Mark. Mark too, brother. Mark's here too. Mike. A little party, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how hard? How hard was this for you, Mike? Like, how much? We were discussing a little bit earlier that, like, none of us really knew what was going on. Like, how did this affect you, Mike? I, I was, I was shocked to be honest. Um, I, I've known Bonnie since she was uh, sixteen. Um, I was, when I first met her, I was 19. She was 16. We never dated, uh, you know, um, we were just friends. Um, I remember back then I was in one of my first bands just starting out playing Bonnie's. I think that's how 
Uh, we met when Bonnie's at the underage, all ages thing, I mean. Um, and she was like, you know, she was really nice and sweet, and we were friends. And um, actually, real quick story, I actually took her last name to use as a stage name in pretty much uh, all my original bands up until um, 2000. Um, I used to be called, I used to be known as Michael Carrigan. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people, uh, probably, a, 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 pro, pro, probably quite a few that still think my real name is Michael Carrigan. Um, <laughs> only, only cause it sounds better than Mike Smith. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, at the same time, Pete was, um, playing, he was younger than me. And he had been playing in uh, a band. I didn't really know him, and I know they started to date. I know they started dating around that time. Not, I'd say, eighty-eight, maybe eighty-nine, somewhere around there. Um, and I never got to really know Pete that well um, until I've always known. I've always known who he was. Always knew who he was. Every time I would see him out, I knew who he was, you know. Um, and then when he, when Lady, Lady Diesel started and we started playing together, um, we must have played at least 10, 12 shows together. Uh, you know, we all hung out after show, you know, in between sets, after sets, at the end. And um, I got to know him a little bit better and I mean, you know, I, it was so surprising because I couldn't believe he married Bonnie. You know, at, when I first found out, I was like, oh, my God, Bonnie. You know? <laughs> um, I, I hadn't seen her in, since uh, the first time I saw Bonnie was the first time we played with Lady Diesel. I hadn't seen her since um, like around 1990. Um, but like I said getting to play with him, you know, we got to know him and he was a, he seemed, you know, he's a really cool guy and um, Bonnie loved the hell out of him, I know that, and you know, I was you know, it, it shocked me, I just couldn't believe it, I thought it was a joke actually my brother had had called me um, the night before it went on Facebook, and he's like he asked me, he's like, did did that guy Pete from Lady Diesel die? I'm like, no. Why? He's like, oh, a friend of his, a friend of my brother's, had told him. He's like, so and so said that Pete had just passed away and it's from cancer and family was keeping it a secret. Nobody was supposed to know. And to me, it just sounded so out there. I was yeah. like, no. yep. I was like, no way, dude. I said that's bullshit. He's fine. I see. I said he just posted something a couple of days ago. I said that's bullshit. He goes, I figured that, you know. And then, my God, I wake up the next day, and then it's you know it was it was true. It was on Facebook. Everything exactly like my brother said, like that he had heard from. It. And I was like, oh my God. It, you know what blew it, my mind, Mike, was when I heard it. You know, I, I couldn't believe it either, and I tried to message, no lie, like five, six people to ask if they knew anything. 
And I, so many people didn't know anything. And then I started getting a little bit closer, maybe uh, like with so, like Damien. Damien was pivotal on Rock and Roll Union starting. And I, I messaged him, and it was through him and through Aaron and through a couple other people that I was able to get a little bit more information. And it, like you guys, I was totally floored. It was like it couldn't be real. Because he was so yeah, young, I, he was 51 years old, and it was like, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. The last time <laughs> that we, I, I had seen him out in public, or yeah, I, think, I don't know if we played together, or, uh, but it was up to Hot Shots, and he looked totally fine. But, um, it, you know, um, it's funny, because I guess it was maybe about a month or so before all this, you know, came out. I, I had said to Mark, I was like, have you noticed that Lady Diesel isn't playing anymore? That you haven't posted anything about gigs or the yeah. new CD? The last the last I heard, Phil said they were working on a new CD. And I said, all of a sudden, they disappeared. And I said, I asked, and Mark will tell you, I said, are they mad at us? Like, did we, like, are they like mad at us? Like they're not. They haven't asked us to play any gigs with them, and they haven't heard any, you know, anything you know, from any of the guys. And and Mark was like, "No, I, we were all wondering. Like all of a sudden, every single member of that of the band just went totally dead on Facebook." And I was like, "I just was. What's going on here? Like it's weird, you know, like." And mm-hmm. you know, now we know why, you know. Um, yeah, in hindsight, it's pretty clear. But in the moment, we were all kind of wondering. That's right. Yeah. Because I thought, like I said, last time I saw Phil, he, uh, he was telling me, yeah, we're working on a new CD, and we're going to start recording, like, next month or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, there was nothing on Bill wasn't posting anything. Nobody was, and I didn't notice it for a while. And then one day it just hit me. I'm like, you know what? I haven't heard anything about Lady Diesel. And I went on yeah. their web, their, their Facebook page. There was nothing, like no updates, no hey, get ready for our new CD coming out. Nothing. And I'm thinking, hmm, why would they just? I guess the, I thought they just broke up. I thought maybe. They had a fight, a big band fight or something, and it broke up, you know what I mean? I like, think it was either Mark or LJ that brought up the fact that you guys did that video together, um, the, mm-hmm. the Stones song yeah. together. And, you know, watching that video, it, it didn't seem like that. I mean, from an outside perspective, it didn't feel, feel like that much time passed. But... Right. I mean, I remember seeing uh, the t- one of the big things about that video to me was when LJ put Vinny up on the video and like it was great. I love that video, but the fact that Pete was doing that when he was sick now in hindsight kind of blows your mind a little bit. Yeah, um, uh, I thought we didn't know he was sick. Then. I had no. I just thought that I just thought that was something cool they wanted to do just for fun for the doing the COVID thing and. You know, like like everybody else was doing. You know, I mean, 
Yeah, that's what we thought at the time. But in, in retrospect, looking back on it, it was a very poignant moment that uh, uh, I, I got to believe that he was giving to us. He was yeah. giving us that moment. And that, that and keeps a lot of them. He was like that. He, he would mm-hmm. let you do things without saying anything was wrong. And did you guys yep. feel that way? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. For, for they apparently they had, from what I understand, it was a family decision um, between Pete and Bonnie and their families. They wanted it kept quiet because they didn't want, you know. From what I heard, Bonnie and Pete, especially Pete, that didn't want like, you know. Every day on Facebook, you know, like, we're praying for you, Pete, and all this, you know, and, you I know, can respect everybody, and everybody wanted to know how he's doing, and blah, 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 you know, he just wanted to be, he wanted to focus, I guess, on trying to beat it, you know what I mean, rather than, hell yeah, that, that's what I heard, you know, and they just, you know, yeah. they didn't so, want it on social media. Not to cut you guys short, but we were just about out of time. We're going to share a uh, unreleased Cyanide Saints song as we go out. But wanted Ooh. to say that you guys are going to be coming up next week on the podcast as well under a little bit different circumstances. We're going to be talking a lot more mm-hmm. things, Rat Rod and. Uh, we're we're, we're going to move past tonight, but do you guys have any last words to say for Pete on this show? Mike, go ahead. Um, well, my heart, like, yeah, I'm going to be for bringing the tears because I love Bonnie and I've known Bonnie for a long time. And um, I I just feel so bad for her and her family and Pete's family and I just can't imagine how, you know, like one minute they're drinking beer, having a great time, and the next next day you find out, you know, and all that. And then just, you know, I just hope he's in heaven um, or whatever paradise is after when we pass away. And um, but I just hope Bonnie's going to be okay and, you know, the family's. And all the friends too, Phil and Damien and Chica, all those guys, and all the Saint guys, and my heart goes out to all of them. I just feel so bad for everybody that really knew them. Yeah, speaking for me there too, Mike. Mike is much more eloquent of that sort of of that sort of thing than I am, so that's why I let Mike go first. But I do. <laughs> yeah, love, love, prayers, and good vibes. To the Lady Diesel guys, to Bonnie, Pete's family, and uh, you know that's all we can do right now. But he's he's always going to be remembered. Yep, yep absolutely. It's a shame. Somebody that young doesn't deserve any Doesn't deserve it. It's just awful. It's, it breaks my heart whenever I hear anybody. You know. But Scott, go passing that young from. But you know what? Cancer. Thinking of Pete the way I the way I know Pete, 
he wouldn't be standing for any of this right now. He'd be oh, cutting yeah. some sort of joke, saying some silly thing. So that's how I yeah. would. Making a stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Well, much love to the Lady Diesel guys, to Pete's family, friends, everybody. Hopefully, we did some dignity for him tonight. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Well, you know, he'll never be forgotten. I'm sure that um, once a little time goes by and Bonnie, you know, heals a little bit and everything, they'll do some kind of a nice uh, benefit show or something. Not even money. It doesn't even have to be money, a tribute show, I should say. That's it. Yeah. Somehow, whatever whatever invite Rabbit gets will be involved with. Whatever they want to Much love to you guys, man. Here is Cyanide Saints with an unreleased song that no one has, not, well, not many have heard yet. Here is Cyanide Saints with Hearts and Scars. Rat Rat, we will talk to you guys next week. Much love to everybody in the Lack of Terror family, friends, yep. everybody else. Have a great week, guys. All right. See you, Take care. Love you guys. Love you too. Love you. Bye-bye. Yeah, no.